Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Conservatives naturally hate war. That's right, conservatives hate war. You would think that if you're a conservative, you're supposed to love war, especially if you listen to those with mics and mansions who want your son to go to war, but not them. But they're not going to go to war. It's going to be Eddie who's going to go to war. Eddie will go to war, not them. So they they know it's good for ratings, good for the corporations that they claim they detest. But you see, conservatives detest war. It has no origins in the touchy-feely hippie movement. It springs from uh, the roots of conservatism itself, which you will not get from those with mics and mansions. The most fundamental beliefs and objectives of conservatism Seek above all social and cultural continuity, and nothing threatens that more than war. I want you to read an article on this entitled "The America, Why Conservatives Hate War by William S. Lynn from 2012. I'll put it up on michaelsavage.com. I don't have time to read the whole thing to you. I could spend an hour on it. But just remember one thing. In wars, two sides don't win. Both sides usually lose one way or the other. And uh, as I say, wars are seldom won by both sides. You may think it's going to be a bloodless war that Trump will engage in because of uh, the neocons and the radio media who really are nothing but liberals in drag. But if you go back to World War I, you will find out that uh, Russia's involvement in World War I gave us what? Bolshevism. As a result of World War I and the great losses by the Russians, the communists came to power. They were called Bolsheviks originally. Germany's defeat in World War I made Hitler possible. And so the plain fact is, is that conservatives 
are naturally anti-war. American conservatives who claim themselves to be conservatives are not conservatives at all. They are interested in a thing called hegemony, control of one state over another. That's all they want. And so many people are posing today as conservatives who are nothing but progressives in drag, as I've said to you before. Real conservatives hate war. Trotskyites stole our name. You think of the blue and the red. How did they steal even the color of the patriots? Trotskyites stole our color and stole our name. And the military-industrial complex, shall I say the military-industrial-conservative media complex, frankly has done it. And they've made you confuse nationalism with war. But nationalism is the opposite of war. We loathe war if we're real conservatives. So who do you rely upon for the truth in this? Well, I'll let you decide. I'm not going to tell you who to rely on. Did Iran really shoot down the drone? Is that a reason to expend American blood and another trillion dollars? We're bankrupt from Iraq. We still haven't recovered from the Iraq war. What do you think? We're, we're sound economically? The country's bankrupt fundamentally. You may not know it, but if you say $3 trillion in debt, what does that mean? If you were maxing out your credit card and then it got burned out and you got another burner credit card and your debt was 50 times higher than your earning, you're bankrupt, Johnson. But okay, you don't want to hear that. All is coming up roses. I get it. Now, if war is not the solution, what is the solution? First, we've got to know what the problem is to know what the solution is. Is Iran our problem? What, what has Iran done that makes them our enemy all of a sudden? And have you thought about the Iranian people? Have you thought about the suffering Iranian people are living under the horrors of the mullahs? What this will do to them? No, 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 not at all. All that matters is ratings for the media. If it bleeds, it leads. And that goes not just for CNN. It goes for radio as well. Stop being an idiot and thinking it's only one side that's lying to you. I'm sick of this. I can't take it anymore. How we have made ourselves think that they're bad, we're good. Sometimes the good are bad and the bad are good. So what's the solution? Well, what's the problem? You're saying, what's the solution? What you should do to Iran? Well, what has Iran done to you? How do you know they shot the, the drone down? How do you know we didn't shoot our own drone down in order to justify a war? It looks like another WMD to me. Number one. Okay, but let's say Iran is a threat, which I don't see it as, incidentally. Embargo all shipping in and out of the Straits of Hormuz, period. Don't, don't just starve them to death, right? Let all the Iranians die. That's the answer, right? Have you thought about that? You know, I listened to someone in radio. I had to turn it off again. I can't listen very long. It gets me sicker every day. And this fraud had the nerve to say that we went to war with Germany, even though Germany didn't attack us at Pearl Harbor. It was the Japanese, but we still had the guts to go to war with Germany, justifying war. Do you realize how far these people have fallen who are just simply reading the mimeograph sheets, the emails from the White House? most notably the new White House, most notably the new neocon White House, most notably the new globalist White House. Do you have any idea how sickening this makes me to hear people who should be talking sense to power, sense to power, they should be advising the president to resist the globalists at all costs. Instead, they're cheering on the globalists while pretending to you they are patriots. So I could let you comment on this if you like. You think we should go to war? And if so, why? Have you thought about it? By the way, there's probably a recruitment station somewhere near your house. And I think that you should recruit most of you. Seems to me that most of the men who want to fight this war 
are not going to enlist and never fought in a war, and most men who have fought in wars oppose this war. On Twitter today, I posted the very same question, and I, there was one interchange that's worthy of, of your attention. I use it somewhat of a bellwether of what's coming on the show. I find it very useful for commentary. And so I posted earlier on the uh, Twitter feed, should we go to war? And Eric Thurman says, I'm a former combat service disabled Marine who went to Baghdad, Fallujah, and Kabul in Afghanistan from the years 2004 to 2008. I lost my wife because of it. These rich politicians just get richer and richer while I'm over there killing people I don't even know. John Bolton, he says, F you. And I said, we should all listen to those who fought, not those with mics and mansions calling for men like you to fight. You disagree with me? I mean, you can call me if you'd like. You know the administration is banging the war drums. Did you ask yourself why all of a sudden Iran is the new enemy? How did this happen all of a sudden? I thought the border was the real crisis. Oh, that, oh, that's solved. That's, that's got swept under the rug. Because they know that most of you have your head in the sand. Most of you are easily gulled by loud voices who you consider to be great patriots because they call themselves great Americans. Isn't that interesting? They call themselves great Americans as they're coughing into a, an oxygen mask and they want your son to go over there and die for the neocon corporate culture. It's sickening. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? No, you don't. What's the difference? I wrote a chapter in Trump's war called Trump's War Against the War Machine. And I'm going to reference something in here about Wall Street and corporate America and the lust for power based on global hegemony. Hegemony, control of one state over another. Goes back to ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. I said, look up the Project for a New American Century, PNAC. That was the neocons think tank in the 1990s, and it laid out their entire plan. You could no longer find their original website because they've taken it down. But there are researchers who preserve their awful ideas in mirror sites. PNAC, Project for New American Century, I wrote, talked about overthrowing Saddam Hussein long before 9-11. And how the United States had about 20 years after the fall of the Soviet Union to do whatever it wanted on the international stage before any new superpower was likely to emerge to challenge them. Oh, really? It is also a very succinct statement of their philosophy. Regimes hostile to their values refers to the liberal dream of remaking the whole world into a progressive social democracy. Now, we've heard before, when Obama was in power, that liberals and progressives want to impose our hegemony on the world and remake the world in our own image of democracies, right? Didn't we hear that under Obama? We're hearing the same thing now. Why? The very same people who were behind the scenes in Bush years and Obama years have now taken over the international policies of our great leader, Donald Trump. Regimes hostile to their values refers to the liberal dream of remaking the whole world into a progressive social democracy. So when you hear people who claim they're great Americans or conservatives calling for war, understand that they're progressives. They're actually following the progressive philosophy as laid out in the project for the new American century. In other words, they're complete liars and phonies. And what do we do now? What do we do now? When you're selling, when you're selling war for profit as humanitarian at the same time, what do you end up with? You end up with uh, wounded warriors. You end up with gold star mothers. You end up with broken hearts and broken minds and broken lands and broken promises. And I'm Michael Savage. 
Savage. He's had it with Iran. I think the president is going to stop them from going to get a nuclear weapon. I think it's going to stop them from disrupting the flow of oil and blowing up the pipelines of other nations. He doesn't want a conflict, but he's about to run out of options here. Israel is not going to allow the Ayatollah to enrich uranium in a fashion that will lead to a nuclear weapon to destroy the state of Israel. Oh, Lindsay, nor should Jerusalem they. That's what's about to happen in the next 10 days. We're headed to a conflict here Lindsay between B. B. the Graham. Ayatollah, who's a murderous thug, the, oh, shut Israel up. And he got the email from Bibi, and the parrot repeated what he was told to say. I support Israel, support the Jewish people, but I don't think we should be their Hessian army. I'm sick and tired of it, frankly. I support Israel, I support the Jewish people and their right to a homeland, but I don't think we should become the Hessian army for the Israelis once again. You like that one? Does that work? It's a complete paragraph. It's in conflict with the false hawks who will never fight, never fought in their life, who want you to die for their sins because uh, it's very good for business to call yourself a great American and then want your son to die. And then when you go to a ceremony of wounded warriors, you go up there with a leather jacket with your arms crossed like you're a tough guy. It's sickening. And there's only so much I can do as one man. So I posted today, neocons want war with Iran to you. I wrote later, are Iran war drums a cover-up because of the busted border with Mexico and the flood of illegals? Oh, you forgot about that already? That, that's not an issue to the neocons and the media pretending to be conservatives, the great Americans. When have you last heard the beach whale talk about the broken border? Uh, never. Never. Because the, uh, the, the email tells them not to. All right, look, I, I've made my piece. I already made my piece. I've made my statement. Now, you will hear... You will hear the fake war hawks who are really progressive liberals in disguise, in drag, saying that anyone who opposes war is a hippie and a communist, and they work for Russia. I've heard it all. That is probably as low as they can go, but you know what? It doesn't even touch my toenail. It doesn't touch the lint between my toes, nor does their uh, uh, alleged intellect. All right, let's take some callers. I should get a Nobel Prize for this, but I won't. Maggie in Las Vegas, line five. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Michael, uh, I've been following you forever. And honestly, uh, I love you. And I have to tell you something. You have been saying this about John Bolton from the minute that Trump appointed him. And you have been saying how he's a war hawk and he's going to try to get us into war. And I got to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, well, what good is it if he got in there and veiled his way in? Do you know that he's on the way to Israel as we speak? I got a note before the show from a hidden a secret source. John Bolton is on the way to Israel to discuss, quote, regional stability. <laughs> no, it's sickening. I, uh, I got to tell you, you know, I told you I've only had a few discussions with President Trump, one of which that I will recall again. And early one, early on, well, well before the December Hanukkah party, when he said to me, I'm surrounded by neocons and by nationalists, and he said, I'm pulled in both directions and I, make a, I have to make up my own decision. He asked me what I thought of the outlier at the time, mustache, marching around the buffet at Mar-a-Lago. He was seen in the, in the outer circle. He wasn't even allowed to eat with the, with the busboys at the time. He was circling for a job. I said, Mr. President, be, be very wary of him. He'll drag you into a war. That's all I said. Unfortunately, I was not listened to. 
I was not listened to on the issue of preserving the national forests, which have been opened up to hunting. One of the greatest tragedies of my life is to see this retrograde 70 year step backwards by Donald Trump. He opened up 1.4 million acres of lands to people who want to kill animals. Just in time for dove season, by the way. Could you imagine? Think of the symbol of a of an administration that kills doves. I mean, think about that. I'm tying it in right now. He opened up 1.4 million acres of national forest land so cowardly hunters can kill doves. You talk about the sign of the dove and the death of peace. All right, let me send you a copy of A Savage Life because I cannot change anything. I tried, but at the end of the day, no matter who we elect, the same power structure is the power structure. It's really interesting, except for small little things on the big picture. It doesn't matter who we elect, it seems to me. We wind up with the same power structure running, running the show. I said elect a businessman, he's not a politician. And to a certain extent, that is true. But on the border, it's worse than it was under Obama, worse than it would have been under Hillary. And as far as war, we'll have to wait and see. I hope what Trump said... Wait and see what I do. He meant an embargo, not a bombing mission. But I don't know what these devils are liable to do. Do you? Any comments on any of this? Maggie, thanks for calling. You think it's going to motivate the base you're mistaken because... The conservative base consists of an awful lot of men who have fought in combat or who have family members, or women who've had family members, women fought. They don't want this. They're not warmongers. The only people who are warmongers are those who make a profit off it or those who get ratings built off it. And in fact, those who want war right now are frankly uh, the opposite of a conservative. They represent a form of progressive social corporatism that they argue against and make believe that they're opposed to, but in fact, they are them. And nobody wins in a war, except in, in, in some cases, of course. Someone won in World War II. We defeated Hitler, who had to be con- defeated. He was aiming to destroy us. He would have destroyed us. He was building long-range bombers to bomb New York. He had spies here trying to undermine us. There was no, no question that we needed to fight Hitler. Is there a reason to fight Iran? Well, tell me what the reason is. I don't understand it. Perhaps I don't have the advanced knowledge uh, that you do. If Trump is sucked into this war by all of the uh, forces that you seem to think are sucking him into this, this, this war with Iran, he will destroy his chance for a second uh, um, a term because Americans are sick and tired of war. Now, there's also a distraction from the domestic problems that we're facing. The border problem has not gone away at all. How did that get swept under the rug? We, we read last Friday he was going to deport millions next week. Do you actually, are you sitting and waiting for that? You know, if you study the history of war and peace, you find out that war is the result of a failure of diplomacy. Diplomacy is first, war is last. War is not first, war is last. This is a reversal of all of, all of the world's social order, and the answer here is negotiation negotiation, negotiation. And when you negotiate from a position of strength 
as will happen if we embargo Iran, which I suspect the president will be doing rather than bombing Iran. He'll put our Navy in the Straits of Hormuz and he won't let anything go in or out of Iran. The only people that will really suffer will not be the corrupt mullahs. It will be the Iranian people who will be starved to death. So, okay, that's, I suppose, a middle step. That is a middle step. California, Doug, what do you think needs to be done here? Are you in favor of war? I am not, Dr. Savage. Thank you very much for taking my call. It is a straight honor. Uh, what I think, since the uh, Iranian Linar dropped 7.5% today, I, I honestly believe that because they dropped the U.S. dollar, um, now, let me preface this by saying this goes back as far back as February 5th, 2018, when Putin and Iran got together and dumped $100 billion uh, for uh, Chinese yen. And that started the kickoff of um, other countries doing the same um, as far as dropping the U.S. dollar and, and going uh, like Gaddafi for the dinar and, and, and what have you. Uh, now, what I find odd is that every country that has dropped the U.S. dollar has been invaded. And what I find funny is that every wait, wait, has, wait, every country that has dropped not. the U.S. Hold it. Every country that has dropped the U.S. dollar has what? Has been invaded as so far. I <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're raising a very interesting point because it's always about money and monetary policy. It always has been, always will be. The central bankers are running the world. We all know that. So Iran dropped the U.S. dollar for the for the what for for what currency? Okay, so Russia, because of the sanctions on Russia and Iran, they both dropped the U.S. dollar for their own currency. Uh, Russia has the uh, whatever they have, I forget what that's called, and the Iran has their linar. And now they use for oil, uh, they traded U.S. dollars for euros, and now they're only going to trade uh, in euro for oil in exchange for their own currency, uh, i.e. the linar or Russia's whatever. So wait, are you saying they're going to be punished for this? Is that what this is, punishment for dropping the dollar as a currency oh i wholeheartedly agree it i know it's a little tinfoil hatish but i mean one half that's to- okay tinfoil hats work they draw down energy you know question everything question authority question everything that's that's my motto i don't sit here and just worship any leader i don't trust any government i never have and i never will why should i trust why should i trust john bolton and the neocons who have clearly taken control of our foreign policy what is there to trust there Mm-mm, nothing. Now, what about the, what about the Saudis? They're the ones who bombed us on nine eleven, aren't they? And they got us to bomb Iraq. That's absolutely right. It, it blew my mind why we invaded Iraq with 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 the false false pretense. But all right. So, what did the Saudis got to do with this? Now, how do we know they didn't shoot the drone down? And, you know, it's funny you ask that because uh, it, that that so so called missile that hit the the boat hit the boat in a strategic area so that no oil leak no no product leaked out and it didn't it didn't destroy <laughs> completely the boat so oh, because the boat didn't roll over and, and and take its oil into the into the per, into the gulf into the straits okay uh what about an aramco ipo for goldman sachs you think that has anything to do with it oh absolutely <laughs> no one even knows what i just said have you ever heard those words are so far into the knee-jerk Listeners to talk radio, they don't know what I just said. What about an Aramco IPO by Goldman Sachs? That's that's probably in the works already. Mm. They've probably written up the paperwork. All right, look, I don't know what to do here because all I can do is give my opinion and hope for the best. I'm sending you a Savage Life, which is my book of my life stories. And I think you'll enjoy it. It's got great pictures in it. It's not competing for the top Academy Award of Bookology. 
but it is a legacy, and it may be, it may be, it may be, it may be it. It may be it. It may be it. Gee, I wish I could tell you what I want to say right now, but it may be too premature. I'll know next week. But I've been asked to do one more Trump book before the election. But they've kind of found out where I stand with regard to reality. And then I'm not just a shyster in the radio business who uh, wants to peddle a book by doing a gung-ho, 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 ya, ya, sis, boom, ba, bomb, 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 baran. No, no, they don't. I say, look, you know, I call balls and strikes. They're a little leery of me doing a book about this administration, laying it out for what it is on various issues like balls and strikes. They're afraid of it. So they may not want to do the book. So I said, well, then I won't do the book. I don't need to, I don't need to write another book. I don't need to eat my heart out one, one more time. So this could be the, uh, the last big one of Savage Life. And if I ever do another book, it's going to be my short stories that, and my novellas that have never been published. I found one that I thought was so good, I almost fell out of my chair. I, I began as a writer. Never forget that. And I found some stories from the 80s that are so well written that I didn't even know I wrote them. I don't think I could write like that again. I know I can't. It was a different, weird phase of my life. Does anyone know the sculptor, Yacometti? Raise your hand if you know who I'm saying when I say Yacometti, the sculptor. You know. Yacometti was a sculptor, an Italian sculptor, who sat out World War II in a small hotel room in Paris, I believe. And in that period of sitting out the war in that small hotel room in Paris, he uh, envisioned and created those stick figure bronzes that he's famous for those statues that became great bronzes and that motivated me and it encouraged me to actually inspired me and in some lag years in my life i sat out the madness of america in a small hotel room for a good portion of my life and i wrote stories that nobody would buy but i think i've i aim to create the yakometi equivalent in the in the written world i know this is so not really here i understand my audience very well and this sounds like i'm talking to myself and blowing my own horn but in a way it isn't in a way, it's a way of saying to you that I do see things clearly. I consider myself a seer. I consider myself the Argonaut who sees further than anybody in the media and does not go along with the program just because I'm supposed to. And I'm not a knee-jerker of any kind. And if it was Hillary in office right now, I want you to put on your thinking caps, class. Hillary Clinton is president. And now she's saying they shot down a drone of ours and we have to go to war. Tell me what you'd be saying. Tell me what the, the shrill voices on the so-called right would be saying on the radio. Oh, that Hillary's going to war. No. No, you can't go to war. You're a warmonger. You're a liberal Democrat trying to impose the hegemony uh, on the Iranian people. No, 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 no war. Those Democrats always get us into war. Well, why can't you say the same thing about this administration if it's exactly the same story? Why? Because it seems to me the country is broken down completely now into non-thinking people, by and large. By and large, people do not think. It's tribalism. It's us versus them on both sides. I don't expect the left to think. They don't think. They don't think. The right doesn't think. How many thinking people are left in the media? Very few. And those of us who are left in the media are left out of the media. Although we're left in the media, we've been left out of the media. That's why we're never seen on Fox News. Why do you think that that is so? Why do you think that they would have a prostitute, a hooker, a terrorist, a bum, a murderer, a rapist, anyone but Michael Savage on Fox News? Why? Because I don't go along with the program. I'm not controllable. You don't see me up there an emaciated looking me with a cross on my neck and a flag on my head, do you? 
No. So I have this radio show and I have my website and I have my writings that stand for me. So here we are. I'm saying it like it is. Americans are sick and tired of being lied to. Americans are sick and tired of being going to war. Americans, by and large, oppose any kind of war. And if Trump is suckered into this by the neocon crowd uh, that is around him and that have inveigled their way into making you believe that they're great Americans, super Americans, more American, not hippies, not communists. If he is sucked into this, it will destroy his presidency because Americans, real Americans, don't want war. They never have liked war. They don't want war. We're not a warlike people. We only go to war when we have to. Do we really have to? Tell me, what has Iran done to America that we have to go to war? They shot a drone down? That's a reason for war? That's like the sinking of the main. Okay, if you look up your history, the sinking of the main, that we had to go to war with a country based on a ship that blew up in a harbor. How do we know they shot down the drone, number one, and number two? How do you know if they did shoot down the drone, is that an act of war? Wasn't the drone in their airspace? Now, what if, what if Russia put a drone on our border with Mexico? We found a Russian drone flying in Arizona. Wouldn't we shoot it down? Wouldn't that be our right to, to protect our territorial integrity? If, if the Russians ran a drone over our border, spying on our Air Force bases, or worse yet, over Area 51. Okay, let, let's make it dramatic. We find a Russian drone flying over Air, Area 51. Would you shoot it down? Sure, we'd shoot it down. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Maybe we were invading their airspace. And you know, can't see both sides of the picture? Ra rah, sis, boom, bah. Savage. Michael Savage warns stalled immigration agenda leaves Trump vulnerable, according to Breitbart, written by Robert Krejcik. And Savage says the status quo of demographic change via immigration, both lawful and unlawful, will destroy the Republican Party's future political fortune, warned Michael Savage. And asked for comment on the status quo of insecurity along the U.S.-Mexico border, Savage told Breitbart News via Statement 1, eliminate the 501c3 status of Catholic charities and other gangs flooding the U.S. with illegals. That's instant stopped to the flow, not threatened, but do it, Mr. Trump. And then announce it after you cut off their 501c3 status. Step two, begin by deporting the non-citizens in U.S. prisons. Almost 28% of the entire prison population do not announce in advance, just do it. Now, what would someone do if they really wanted to stop those illegals from pouring in? Those coming in with new haircuts, new hairdos, new jeans, new shoes. Where are they getting the money from? Catholic charities, Baptist Family Services and hundreds of other organizations making billions of dollars a year off the federal government. You stop it through them. You stop it by cutting off their 501c3 status. Immediately stop it. They are business entities. They're not religions. Okay? It's right there. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs> 